Hello, everybody. It's Ryan from Pi Records, and I'm here with Ernest and Darren from uh, King Pelican. How are you guys? Doing good. Doing good, Ryan. How are you? Well, man. Very good. So, uh, first, I want to say there's two songs that stuck out to me. Um, the first being Turtle Over Tokyo. Uh, I, I love, I love the, just the, the chord progressions and the minors that you used. And yeah, then the, yeah. the other, the other was, uh, Western Satellite, which oh, I, nice. thought, I thought that was brilliant. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, the Turtle Over Tokyo, that's on our, our latest EP that we have out called East Meast east meets west and uh, that's that's a fun song to play it was fun to record and the thing i like about and on that song it came about pretty quickly um, i mean just one day i was sitting in my music room and um i'd heard um a couple of things that really had influenced me or or i guess inspired me were stuck in my head and and they were lucky tunes you know they were a japanese form of, of surf lucky tunes and I thought, man, you know, um, all of us had been, uh, Darren and our bass player, Lloyd Walsh, had been uh, listening to a lot of Alecki and, you know, sharing songs. And, and it just happened. And when I brought it into um, our, our music place and I started to play it, uh, Darren got it. I just immediately had the feel for it on the drums. And then Lloyd is playing a bass six. Um, and that really adds to the tonality of it. It gets uh, makes it a little gritty. So yeah, that's that's a fun song. Western Satellite, man, that that is one of the original tunes I wrote in King Pelican. That's so like it, it goes two thousands, right? Yeah, it goes yeah. way back. Yeah. Um, and and it, it was. Uh, it, it was, again, something that just kind of, I have this whole imagery thing that I do, and Western Satellite has like a backstory to it. Um, it's about a monkey in space orbiting Earth. Um, there's more to that, but I'll, I'll hold it off right there. And, and I do appreciate that uh, over the years, uh, people have seemed to really dug that tune. So, yeah, I, uh, Ryan, I like those two songs as well. Awesome. Uh so your your newest release, East East Meets West, um, not only yeah, not not only is it on Bandcamp for digital download, you have a seven inch. Can you show can you show me the color of the seven inch? Yeah. Awesome. Now yeah, it's got a little transparent vinyl too on this one. Oh, but that's 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 good enough. So Sean Barry of Double Crown really spoke highly of you guys. He was uh, he was blown away by it, as was I. Um, oh, was it Thank was you. was this um, um, this seven inch in particular? What what was it? Was it something you you had written before quarantine, or was it something you were working on during quarantine and um, kind of just lit a spark? Well, we'd, we'd been in the studio recording um, songs and, and um, 
we went into a couple of sessions and I think, what did we do, Darren, about nine tunes? Yeah, we had a bunch of stuff already kind of banked, you know. And yeah, and, yeah, and we still do. I mean, we've got other material that we can release hopefully early next year. And um, everything started to happen, you know, with the pandemic. <clears throat> and uh, we talked about it as a band and we decided what we wanted to do was to put what we fe felt that, uh, were the four best songs we had recorded so far and uh, onto a seven inch EP, uh, make it thematic, you know? So the idea is that one side kind of pays homage to Lecky music, although it's it's not a Lecky, uh, but it, it's inspired by it. And that's the East side and the West side is, is inspired by Spaghetti Western tunes. And um, we talked to a really talented graphic designer in town and we met about the, the design of the cover and the color scheme and just some other features about it. And uh, his name is Jamie Stolarski. He's a very talented um, artist. And uh, he knocked it out of the park, Ryan. You know, when we saw the cover design, we went, whoa, you know, and it's, it's a whole thing. It's the back of the cover, the front, uh, what the actual vinyl piece looks like. And um, uh, it, I, I think sometimes people like the cover more than they do the music, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> But that's that's okay, Darren. Is there anything you want to add to that? Uh, I, I mean, no, I think that's that's pretty much it, man. I think we just we we had reached this place. We hadn't put anything out in a while, and we had a lot of stuff recorded, and it, we kind of had a long throw idea, which you know we'll see how that works out. But the long idea was that we would have we would do thematic EPs, and each one would have like cool art, and you know it, it, we've and that went around and around with a bunch of funny ideas and good ideas. But the, I think the one that just kind of squeezed to the top was the East meets West was a real obviously cool one and everybody liked it. And, uh, it, you know, it was pretty easy to like it. And then, uh, you know, once Jamie did the art, we were like, wow, this is this, we were all very, very happy with it. So, uh, yeah, yeah. it's, and it, yeah. you know, we don't, we don't even have any records right now because we, we got, we got more coming but that first batch went in like no time it was crazy how fast it went yeah we were pretty happy to to be sold out of the record um uh, we've re, we're repressing it and getting yeah. a larger amount wow but as you know ryan with supply chain issues during the pandemic and post-pandemic everything's running slow so we we hope to have another run of these records probably around it'll, we're, we're looking at march um the pressing yeah. plant has us on the schedule for mid-february to to these and it'll be on a different color vinyl so it'll be a whole different limited edition of, of the record um but I, I did want to say something about sean barry at double crown um i love his magazine the continental yeah. and um sean's been really really good and kind to carry our previous releases in his store and uh the other thing i i really yeah exactly see i get I got the magazine right here too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the thing I really appreciate about Sean is he's a really good guy. I can send him a note and ask him for advice about, you know, something. And he's, he's really generous with his knowledge and um, double crown puts out a lot of good stuff, you know, some, some really great artists. And they, and they support on their website. They support a lot of, uh, other bands they carry a lot of other labels music in their store oh yeah. yeah yeah definitely and that's that's the cool thing about you know 
about about Sean is, you know, he they're not these labels that are coming up like, um, you know, high tide recordings and uh, Otitis Media. No one's in competition with each other. Right. They, they're they're all there to help. And it's actually creating more of a buzz, creating a better community for this type of music to get out and be distributed. And, um, you know, all those guys are, are great um, and we're all friends. So that certainly does help. So uh, speaking of friendship, you have some uh, pretty, pretty cool things about this seven inch that involve uh, some pretty big bands, some, some wonderful bands. Tell me about the two, the two special things you had going on with this, with this seven inch. Okay. I'll get it started, then I'll flip it over to, to Darren for some uh, um, color commentary on our good friends here. Um, Astro's the law, liner man, notes. I got no color commentary left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, um, the the liner note for the record is uh, it was is Ted Miller, uh, Ted Pilgrim from Satan's Pilgrims. Uh, he was kind enough to say a few words about it. Uh, we met Ted... Um, I, several years ago, I, I received a message from Ted. He was going to be in San Antonio uh, on a job, um, a non-music related job. And um, he just, you know, thought he'd reach out and touch base. And so we met, we met at a very cool um, kind of Asian fusion restaurant. We had a gig there. And um, by the way, it's so cool because of the same graphic designer, uh, Jamie did, all of their continuity for that place. Oh. And uh, he came with his wife and uh, we're a three piece band. So we're, we're there in a the corner and we're just doing our thing and, and he dug it. And then the next day, Ted is also a record collector. Um, and he's very into here in San Antonio. We have a little bit of a history with um, a thing called Chicano soul and West side sound stuff like that. And Ted was looking for records of early Chicano soul stuff here in San Antonio and then that evening, uh, it just so happened, a band was playing that features that sort of sound. And I took him to a very cool venue um, and he, you know, we hung out and he really dug the music. And so we just kept in touch. And then out of the blue, this is really cool because Ted is a great guy. Out of the blue, as a thank you for that, he sends me this. Wow. And we all know this. Is this is the one with the velvet cover? You we all know yeah. this is a fantastic record. Yeah, that's a great record. <clears throat> and um, then we find out uh that he also is uh the US representative for some guitar effects called Surfy Surfy Industries. They got a great reverb uh tank called a Surfy Bear. Yeah, so he's our connection for that equipment too. Well, you know, and again, uh, Ted's generosity, Joe. yeah, it was yeah, you know, Surfer Joe, Joe. Yeah. and um. My, my reverb tank, my Surfy Bear reverb tank, uh, the pin for the AC cord got bent. And I asked Ted about how I could reorder, I could order another one. And, you know, out of the blue, the little box comes in and it's a replacement, you know, and that's just the wow. kind of guy he is. So, and I think, Darren, you have some other great interactions with Ted too, don't you? Well, yeah, he's a big, uh, he's a big well he's a drummer right so he's like he likes a lot of like a lot of different music and uh his 
I come from a jazz background and he really likes that. And we connected on that level. I thought that was, uh, that was pretty cool. And he has said some nice things uh, as a result of, you know, knowing that I do that. And uh, it, so that was, uh, that was a nice thing. Also uh, the other, the other connection with the recording is uh, through Tremolo Beer Gut. We had, we had played, well, we've played what, well, we've been, we've, kind of hung out with those guys for several years yeah, now yeah, but we, we yeah. played we've done some shows with them but uh but nalna from the great nalna from uh tremolo beer gut ha- did uh mastered the record so he's uh he's been a good a good friend and and uh yebo and all those cats have been friends of ours we had a good time playing uh surf guitar 101 they were out there hanging out and you know it's, it's that's probably Ernest has already touched on that but uh, certainly with with you know how Ted has been and the and Sean uh everybody's pretty tight and I think that the idea is you're trying to grow you're trying to grow the pie the pie gets bigger instead of separating the pie you know what I mean and uh that's that's gone a long way and I think for making that music uh get out more and more people get to hear it and get to enjoy it and buy it. And yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's it's, it's, it's I, important. I, I like the way you got the pie in there, Darren, because this is after all pie records here yeah, with, with Ryan. Thanks. See, that's good. Thank you. It was good. Yeah. I'll so be here all day. The tremolo guys, <laughs> uh, it was a similar thing. You know, I, I've been hanging around on like the surf guitar, one Oh one forum and, you know, everybody gets friendly, uh, Tremolo Beer Gut was, uh, as you know, they have uh, their own publishing company and their own record label, uh, Crunchy Frog Record Label, Crunchy Tunes. They were participating in South by Southwest in Austin, Texas, uh, several years ago. And I got a note asking if I could help set up uh, a pop-up show for them. And so we did. um, We set it up at a cool little dive in Austin. And they came in. And uh, they did, first they decorated the place, right? Because every show has to have smoke and like red lighting to it. So there, there was Donna up on a chair putting red gels over the lighting and they got the fog machine going, smoke machine going. And they just killed it. I mean, it was great. And we got to play for them and, and they liked what we were doing. So um, subsequent years, you know, I, I make a trip up to Austin to go see them when they were hanging, hanging around. And then uh, they came to the States. What was that, Darren? 2018 when we did uh, SG 101? Yeah, because there wasn't one yeah. in 20. That was, that was 18. Yeah. yeah. 18. So we, we got to spend time with them in California at the, the surf convention, the SG 101 um, surf convention. And um, we, we got to play with them twice. Um, we hung out with them on a Friday night and we, we went to. Um, we were looking for a place to eat. And so we went to this one restaurant that is a, a corporate style restaurant, but it's a rock stars corporate style restaurant and uh, got to listen to Yebo um, really tear them up, make fun of them. <laughs> and, and then, and, and then, you know, we, we hung out, we got to play, but what was really cool about these guys is they're entrepreneurs too. I don't, I, I loved your interview that you did with them, Ryan, but man, have they got it going on. Um, and they love brisket. They love Texas brisket, you know, so, um, we're all into that. Yeah. And, uh, but the funny thing is we're in California and the, it's the Tremolo beer gut and some of their, their, um, people that work, you know, with 
them and for them in the label and to, and publishing. And we're backstage. And now they've arranged in what I thought was a very European type style. They had this big table set up and all of their gang, all of their group was sitting around. Nobody else was doing this. They just backstage set up a big table. All, all of them are sitting around. They're bringing out, you know, buckets of champagne and platters of food. And they just, all they was missing were a candelabra or candlesticks on the table, you know, or fancy tablecloth. But man, they're, they're, they're two hilarious guys too. Um, hilarious. Nalna, I, I was listening uh, some advice for, for mastering for the record and, and Nalna just said, Hey, hey man, I want to do it. And I went, what? Okay. Yeah. And he did Ryan and he really put, he, he put some, he put some nasty on this. He, he did a nice job of, of uh, it just has a certain urge to it that I, that I really yeah. like. That's so cool. That's so cool. One, one thing that interests me is the SG 101 convention. Um, being from San Antonio, um, how did you make the connection to Jeff Hansen and uh, big Tiki guy um, to get in there? I mean, you, you obviously have great music, but um, the, a festival like that is a pretty big deal. And, and congratulations to you guys. Tell me how uh, the reception was and how you got in there. Well, I bugged the heck out of him for years, <laughs> really honestly. And, you know, and he, he heard the band, he heard the music. And, and uh, again, we've given accolades to people. Jeff is a great guy. Yeah. I just got a, a message from Jeff giving me a, a hint about something I should do for the band. And he's just that type of guy. But he's also very honest. You know, he told us, told me early on, well, he goes, I like your music, but no one here knows you, you know. So um, we, we went about um, traveling. You know, we had to we had to get out there and do a little bit more. Uh, traveling to other markets. So we played, um, we first went to Georgia, Decatur, Atlanta area, and we played uh, for Chad Shivers. You know, Chad's a great guy too. He had his uh, monthly surf event that um, he had going on. So we did that. Darren, what was the name of that event? Do you remember? Oh, man. The, it's, uh, gosh, I can't it's think of it. The he, southern just, he just did it. So yeah, it's stomp. not the Southern, southern stomp. stomp, but yeah, it's something yeah, similar. But stomp. that was the that wasn't the that was a monthly installment that we played, and and yeah. and oddly enough, on on the bill was Genki Genki Panic, who you just talked to. Oh, I yeah, saw you interview them. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, they were there. And uh, um, so then we uh, another great guy, Emilio, uh, who uh, has a company called Planeta Reverb. They had us go down to Mexico. They brought us to Mexico. They we went to Mexico City. They hosted us. And we did three shows down there and we had a blast and Darren did not want to come back home and neither <laughs> did I. Yeah. So we just wanted to stay there. Yeah. Yep. So we, you know, we, we got, um, we, we had a uh, South by Southwest. Um, we were an official band one year for that. And so we just started building our resume, Ryan. And then I approached him again and uh, he said, yeah, we want to have, you guys on he, he has a certain ratio he works uh international bands um bands out of the state and then california bands and we just turned you know it happened that that year there was a, a good slot a position for us so 
we got to go and we did two shows. We did the convention and the next night we did a, another show at a, a local venue and it was a blast. It was funny. Then, uh, Darren, do you remember what the name of the restaurant is that we went to? Afterwards, you mean the, 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 you mean, well, we went to the, we went to that tiki joint the first night we were there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Was, we yeah. didn't play that night. Right. And then the yeah. next day we played. I can't, uh, it was, a, it was like a breakfast place, right? Yeah, and it was a cool, like thematic. It was like the fisherman something or, or another. And, and Ryan, you're going to dig this because a, a lot of the folks were going to go have this big dinner, like this big family dinner. It's probably 10 o'clock at night, something like that. So it's, it's kind of a family style diner place. And, um, so we wanted to go. So Dave Arnson from Insect Surfers, he drives us. So we get to travel with him and, and, and Dave is great because he, the, the first thing he told us when he met us after we played, he said, quote, thank you for not sucking. End quote. <laughs> and I, I thought that was a great compliment. So we got to ride with him and we get there and it's, uh, it's John Paul Balick. It's uh, Jeff Hansen. It's um, Surfer Surf Joe. Joe is there. It's uh, who else? It was like you know. Was it uh, uh, high tide? Uh, what's oh, Vincent. That yeah, Vincent, Vincent probably Vincent, was yeah, Vincent. there. Yeah, um, Vincent's wife was there. Yeah, we met Vincent and Magdalena. Yeah, that, during that time too, because the Black Flamingos had played. Uh, I got man. I sat down and talked to um, Ferens for a while. Oh yeah. And he, another just. I mean. There must be something about playing surf music, Ryan, that makes people just good people. Because everyone we've we've met or talked to, they've been one really kind to us, and two, just a lot of fun to talk with and hang out with. And over breakfast at ten o'clock at night, it's my favorite meal of the day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was, you know, and you have some big personalities there, like Lorenzo. You know, he's kind of at the head of the table, you know, kind of running things a little bit, and. um we had talked, um, he wanted to come to Texas. Uh, he, he wanted to surf for Joe to do a, a small Texas tour. And um, so I, I, he was working with a couple of people and, and uh, we tried to get um, them down here, but uh, the logistics just weren't working out. So I hope sometime that surfer Joe does get down to Texas. Uh, Lorenzo's su such a great guy. He, he, he's such a great guy. And he's, he was so kind to me. When we were speaking, I had such a great time. We had a long conversation. And um, he's another guy that's, that's an entre entrepreneur and just For so, sure. so into everything. Um, it's a lot, it's a lifestyle for him, it, which it is for most people in this, in this genre, but he puts his heart and soul into every aspect of the, of the genre. Yeah, he does. He does. Um, and he is a true, and that's an interesting too, thing too, is like these guys, whether it's, we were talking about Ted or Surfer Joe or Yebo and Nalna, I mean, they've got, um, they've got good business instincts, you know, and and that's, that's, details, that's important. It's about the details, man. They, they're not afraid to make sure that everything is right. They don't miss a thing. That's, and that's so critical uh, in a, in a time where people can get diverted very easily to something else. So. It's like the quality's got to be high and they, and they insist on it. And that's, that's a good, good bar to set for guys like us. You know, we want to be part of that too. So 
Very yeah. important. And, and, and the other thing, did uh, Ryan, are you familiar with uh, the compilation that came out last year called Waves of Care? No, it's I'm a, not. It's a CD that John Blair and um, the producer put together. And what it is, it's a recording of that particular, the 2018 um, oh, wow. SD 101 convention. And yeah. it's live recordings. Uh, so I had received a note from John asking that, I would uh, release, you know, uh, give them permission to use some live cuts. And so we did. And, and man, it's a great CD to have because it's that year. There's so many great people on there, like Fascinating Creatures of Deep, uh, Black Flamingos. That's Vincent's band. The Blue Hawaiians played. They were, amazing. were on there. Yeah. 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 Kaisers of California, which is Chris Barfield and friends, yeah. you know, doing. Um, and he's another great guy, too. Tremble Beer gets on here. The Sentinels tribute. Uh, Frankie and the Pool Boys played. They're on at Urban Surf Kings. PJ and the Galaxy tribute. Surfer Joe was there. King Pelican, us. Agamemnon's yes. And some bonus tracks from previous shows. And, and the deal about this was, this was released to raise money to help out musicians during the pandemic. So uh, you know, we were happy to be part of that. That's awesome. Uh, I, I know things are, are getting slowly back to normal but um it was very important to me uh when, whenever a stream would come on they would do a lot the musicians would do a live show on facebook um it was very important to me there's a guy from a band called all uh scott reynolds and uh he was the one that stuck out to me uh he did a live stream show and he's one of my favorite singers and uh, I thought it was very, very good timing and, and a very good thing to capitalize on uh, because you can't play out. So they put these shows on there and there were so many bands doing that. And I, I think not only the bands uh, were hurting, were hurting, but the, the, the fans of the bands were very grateful for things like that. Yeah. Yeah. We, we did a couple. Um a homegrown one for sure for a, a certain neighborhood in San Antonio. And then we did one that was tied into our local uh, NPR station uh, for Texas public radio. And uh, that was uh, actually, well, no, that wasn't live. That was recorded live and then yeah. released. Yeah. And, and that was a lot of fun to, to be a part of, you know, so um, people get very inventive, uh, you know, yeah. when you have a situation like the pandemic, it creates opportunities um, that you might not have explored before. Uh, the only thing I would say happened during that time, Ryan, is then there was uh, oversaturation, you know, of, of the streams. And then it became, you know, then you have to pick and choose, you know. So once everyone started doing it, then we had the same issues that you would have with a venue, you know, or something. It's like yeah. everyone's on Saturday night at eight o'clock. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So there's that thing. Um, but so, I'm looking forward to playing live. Yeah, there's nothing like I'm. I'm. I'm sure for you, there's nothing like being in front of being in front of a group and just just feeling that energy coming off the crowd. They're all eyes are on you. Uh, they're they're really into it, and then you know, in turn, you're very into it, and it's more of an exchange than it would be online. Yeah. Oh, well, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. So one one thing I love 
is uh, the things coming out of Mexico City in Mexico. Um, the, the bands, they have a festival there. Um, I know the Neptunas played there. Dr. Triton's from there. Uh, I would go for the food alone. But uh, what, uh, what was your experience in, in Mexico City? Because uh, it's, it's on my bucket list to visit. And uh, I just want to know what your take is on the scene and, the, and just the atmosphere. I've got so much I could say about that, but I've been talking too much. So I'm going to let my buddy Darren kick this one off. Man. Okay. It started again. Yeah. Ernest is right. There's just so many things to, 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 to comment on, but it started with our flight. Like the flight was better, you know, like an average flight, you know, you get on Southwest airlines. I'm gonna, I shouldn't say that out loud. Right. But you, know, you get a, like a typical airline in the United States and, it, it, it is what it is. Well, we get on this flight and it's it, we're going to go to Mexico City. The guys, so Lloyd and Ernest have to carry their guitars on. Uh, they, uh, hopefully they don't have to stow the guitars underneath the plane. Right. Most in most cases now, they probably would make you do that in a, a U.S. plane. The first thing they did is took the guitars and put them in a closet in the plane so they didn't have to you know stow them down underneath. And they changed our they changed the boarding order. Orders. Yeah, they had us. They had us board. We had the last number because they're smart enough to load the back of the plane to the front. Not everybody racing for the best boarding pass to get the right. best seat. Right. So we got on relatively early because we were sitting in the back. Oh, they changed our, our seat, I should say. And um, then they took care of our stuff. And from San Antonio, Mexico City is a two-hour, fifteen-minute flight. Yeah. And yeah. So I'll let Darren continue the story because it, so it was then, a blast. So then we land and it's it's uh, Emilio and and Uncle Jaime and and uh, Donovan. They picked us up. Great guys, just super guys. They're excited we're there. Uh, and we you know we talk about we were talking about earlier how you know uh, details you know how important it is to do this the right way. Well, they treated us like we were their family, man. They took care of us as soon as we got there, drove us everywhere we needed to go, got us food as soon as we got there. I mean, the first thing that they really wanted to do was hang out. And, uh, and Pelican is definitely uh, our past masters at hanging out. We, we, we were big fans of hanging out. So uh, to, to have them offer that right away was great. Uh, we had, had uh, and they even commented, that some groups that they had brought down in the past were not really interested in hanging out, which was of course beyond us. So, you know, it was dinner. It was, uh, it was again, details. It's, we played ship, we played three shows and, you know, they're trying to help us out by providing gear. So they've got amps for us. They got drums for me. All I brought was a bag of cymbals and um, they, they, they got, they got our pink their king pelican logo uh, offline and made a bass drum head that looks like my bass drum head that i would have on my set here wow. stuff like that man who does that those guys do that they're 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 you know they're wonderful and then you're in mexico city which is this just culturally rich place man you go yeah. down to yeah. Santa rosa we walked around where the pyramid was and oh man oh, it was just yeah. 
it was the, the downtown. The, it was it was amazing. The, it was, we just we loved it. The food was fantastic. We the, yeah. like Darren said when we arrived that afternoon, we went to a place, a uh, really cool place, and we spent two hours there just drinking and eating. Uh, I had pozole. Uh, we had some flautas that were fantastic. We we're drinking Mexican beer, and everyone's you know we're eating and drinking the afternoon away. Yes. Like royalty. And then I told the guys, well, let's pick up the, let's pick up the tab on this. Cause they're good enough to drive us from the airport, which is no easy feat. Um, Not there. And uh, yeah. I, 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 I won't even tell you how much it is, how much it was, but this is six guys eating and drinking for two hours. And it was less than feeding a, a family of four McDonald's or something like that. It was ridiculous, wow. uh, cheap, inexpensive. And we Ubered, you know, everywhere. Uber is a way to go in Mexico City. So the guys, uh, you know, provided us with Ubers to get to the gigs. I met up with another friend one day and he took me to, uh, you can get tacos out of Pastor everywhere. But he took me to one place that they were, it had just opened. So they were just doing it outside in with a fire source right here and just shaving the, 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 the pork off. And man, it was great. And then as Darren's kind of alluded to, you know, we, we like to enjoy the adult beverages from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> well, and what was our favorite drink, Darren? Well, there was a uh, pulque, right? We, we drank Ooh, that. Uh, Lloyd had drink, that. But, but, yeah. but, the, but the big one, the big one was mezcal because, you know, I we had already uh, we it, we're in San Antonio, so we're not very far from Mexico. I mean, it's you, you can drive two hours in Mexico, but uh, we 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 like mezcal, but we ended up we got down there and we thought, okay, well, we got to check it out. We got to see what's going on. So we we discovered a brand that we like uh, in our, our findings. But the other thing we did is uh, one of the nights we were there. There's, they have a bar that's just completely dedicated to mezcal, and we we checked that out too a little bit. Yeah, we did. The, yes, we, we did. They, <laughs> we had a, did. they had a big they had a big menu of just mezcal, and so we tried some. Wow, <laughs> and some <laughs> more, and, some, and then and, and, and then, then a little yeah. more. <laughs> yeah, but it it's it but but those. It, their culture is is so much about the hang man that's that's what we love it's and i, I think that's I, that's pervasive i think with a lot of the, the the bands that we play with anyway i think that's a big part of, you know the yeah. whole idea like you play you play a gig and you're going to go eat at the diner at you know 12 30 at night because everybody does that musicians do that yeah. but uh for, for sure but it's uh it's just great to to have this extended you know kind of an extended family man you can go see these guys and it's like your long lost brothers yeah so. I, one one quick story about how generous uh, everyone was so friendly we made a lot of friends we're still friends with we you know communicate social media i the last night we were playing uh i really got um into it and i was wearing a pearl snap shirt and on the pearl snap shirt uh i had a my favorite lucky pin it's a very old pin that has just basic it's just john f kennedy's face jfk's face on it that's all it is and so i got up so excited uh, i took my shirt off and i threw it into the crowd um and then i realized damn it the shirt didn't really bother me as much it was losing that pin yeah well uh our friends you know communicated and found the person that got the shirt and they mailed the pin back to me ah uh, okay 
And another story, another story. So this is like the second to last day we're there. And uh, maybe it was it was pretty kind of middle of the way during the trip. We're in an Uber and I lost my phone. And so phone disappears. We're trying to find the phone. So what we end up doing is Emilio in Spanish calls my phone and says, hey, if you've ever if you got this and you found this phone, call this other number and we'll we'll meet you just on a chance to see if any would anything would happen. Well, sure. Sure enough, man, a girl called us. We met and got the phone back in Mexico City. How does that happen? It doesn't happen. It happened there. It sure did, man. Wonderful people. We loved it. Hey, Brian, I, I, I should probably, we need to spend a little time giving some love to Lloyd Walsh. You couldn't join us today, but Lloyd Walsh is our bassist. Uh, he's also a co-writer of tunes. And of course, we're talking with Darren Cooper, our drummer, another great guitar player in the band and co-writer of tunes. And I'm your buddy, Ernest, and I play guitar and write some songs as well. So awesome. just to, to give a little shout out to Lloyd. Yeah, man. Uh, before we get cut off, because uh, I have a 40-minute limit on Zoom, uh okay with, with more than two people um i want to thank you and uh i really really um love the fact that you put out a physical record and it did so well for you um and i really enjoyed the music uh i've been listening to it for about a week now um but you you sent me some things and i liked the lot the live uh um the, the live video you sent us Oh, yeah. That's Western Satellite from yeah. Mexico City. Yeah. 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 So uh, I just wanted to thank you and um, wish you guys the best of luck um, coming up next year. I hope you have a lot of shows, uh, some new releases, and uh, I just want to thank you. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks for having Thanks, us. And, and continued success to you, too. I, I, I'm watching your interviews all the time. I, I really enjoy them. Thanks. Appreciate what you do, man. Thank you. Yep.